Are you oh, kidding oh. me? You're no, turn that off. That was... <laughs> no, please tell me. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Please tell me you're not stuck there. Come, come, come back, TJ. There, there is no way that Patty Arancino or or anybody else is gonna allow that to happen. But just, just come back, come back to the light. Come back to. Are you, are you back? Come back to light, TJ. Francis Lamb will be embracing the chaos no. on KIOS ninety no. one five. No, 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 come back, come back. The people, the kind people that listen to us on. 91.5 KOS FM and our podcast did did not come to hear the blasting sound of FM morning show. <laughs> and speaking, Dave, it's time oh. to talk about El Alteño. That's right. It is time to talk about El Alteño, which is the purpose of our episode here. And of course, people may have to deal with me saying respect the Enya the entire time because we do have an Enya in today's title. Uh, and El Alteño is located at 4871 L Street, 68117. Now, if you listen to the 68117 zip code hard enough, okay, and concentrate. Is there a tilde over the second one? There is not. There is not. But if you listen back far enough, you will know where El Ateno is because there used to be a chain restaurant there that happens to feature uh, what somebody very close to me refers to as the fuzzy buffalo uh, is, is no longer there. But if you if you squint your ears hard enough at the zip code, you may hear the low rumble of bowling balls from way back when, when Leisure Lanes was there, roughly 48th and L Street. So that's way back. So anyway, all right, El Ateno. And let us speak on some food, some drinks. So, TJ, I think between the two of us, uh, we have been here maybe, what, a sum total of like six or seven times. So, and, and that's all within the span of a few weeks. I, I may have been six or seven times on my own. Oh. Um, it's, it's right. I mean, it's close to you. It's closer to me. It is, it is special. Bidding distance, practically. Yes. Although I wouldn't. No. You know, of course I'm not. a gentleman. But That's right. That's right. It, it is exceedingly close. And yeah, so I drive by it often enough. I am in the area either just because or for uh, other nearby things. Yes. And I've seen the place, and it's usually pretty quiet out there. This mm-hmm. is a difficult location, generally speaking. Um, the... Uh, the fuzzy buffalo, as you put it, yes, uh, had had a hard enough time uh, making it there. The, I remember them being busy for a while, but I think that kind of tapered off as they were less new. And there have been uh, at least one other uh, restaurant here. I believe you're correct. I I want to say more than that. Uh, things don't tend to do terribly well in this plaza, it seems. So it's. It's quiet. It's it's unassuming. It's out of the way. Yeah. And I went well. They're right here. I might as well give them a shot. Right. And I I was not expecting anything to knock my socks off. But we'll we'll talk about that as we get into it. Yes. Because there's I I think hidden gem is uh, is too strong of a phrase, but 
this is again kind of an unassuming location. You can't see and, it really uh, from any from 48th or L Street. It's it is tucked back behind the uh, gas station and the auto parts store there. But here's the deal. You know what's nice? There's plenty of parking. You just pull right in. Yes, it's all is. good. <laughs> and it's I suppose I I personally had kind of skipped out on it because it's almost a little too nice. Like the signage is, it's is pretty, pretty polished. Good. It yeah. looks polished. So I went, ah, this must be like maybe a chain spot or something. Just, just so happened to move in here because that's usually what moves into a space like that. Yeah. And it's it's pretty big uh, for a mom and pop spot because it, really it used to be a Fuzzy Buffalo yes. uh, sports bar type location. So it's... I. It's nice enough on the inside. If we can go into interior briefly, I sure. believe you and I have both gone in to do uh, pick, pick up. up. You and I have both been in uh, as well as having it picked up by certain services. Yes. It's kind of an odd blend because you can still feel that sports bar-ness in it just kind of based on the size of the space. Sure. And uh, some large booths in there. There's certainly... Food couches. Uh, for those of you... Yeah, for those of you who would like... A little bit of distance from other patrons for uh, reasons that have been discussed and over-discussed. There does seem to be a fair amount of space between tables. Yes. I'd feel fairly comfortable in here in terms of, you know, it was originally made as a sports bar, so you're going to be dealing with a lot of noise, a lot of people um, before uh, Nebraska, before Omaha had the ban. There was some smoke to speak of. So in terms of your space and airflow, this is a nice good-sized area it's kind of made to deal with that to begin with yeah it is it's almost a uh a smaller mexican restaurant feel it doesn't yeah. feel uncomfortably large it doesn't feel no. sterile it has that that nice it's welcoming what's, what's the it, term i'm looking for yeah i, yeah. I just um, that's the, the way i feel when i walk in and i mean i understand that i did not sit down and eat but you can determine whether a place is welcoming as you walk in, because that's when you sense the welcoming. And the staff was very pleasant, and the environment clean, nice. I would have no problem uh, sitting in there and dining. In fact, I think it would be quite enjoyable. Yeah, I've been kind of somewhat excited to do that, and we just yeah. kind of haven't gotten around to it. But uh, we have certainly had a fair amount of food. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, uh... Let's let's get into that, uh, Dave. Yes. Do do you want to start with like starters? Do we start with main dish? Because there are I... there are certain waters of freshness uh, that uh, need to be touched mm, on mm -hmm. here, either at the beginning or at the end. Because normally these would be kind of a a side note or an afterthought. No, but at El Alteño, they uh, they are a feature item. Uh, muy importante, even. Yes, I, I believe we need to, I, I want to start with them, first of all, because that's where they are in my notes, because that's where I keep my notes. But I, we have mentioned the the former, may it rest in peace, El Aguila. And I have been seeking some good agua frescas that are made in-house, because that's how they used to do them, and I really like it. I mean, there's a lot of places that kind of have, you kind of see the standard um, recycle blending uh, fountains of, of you know, a couple different types of probably an horchata and maybe a tamarindo um, or something along those lines. But 
I had asked them when I had talked to El Ateno, I'm like, hey, do you guys make your agua frescas in-house? Well, guess what? Uh, they do. So that excited me very much. And through our different visits, I I think I've either tried all of them or almost all of them. So we definitely do need to talk about them. So, Teach, I would like to start with the cucumber and lime agua fresca. Have you had the cucumber and lime agua fresca? I have had all the agua frescas at this point. Oh, yeah. As, okay. As I all right. So all, all the ones I didn't have after like visit number two when we discussed this and you checked uh-huh. in with them to make sure they were in fact made in house, uh, I went uh-huh. back and got all of the above. So yes, I have. And let's talk about that uh, tasty, refreshing thing. Yes. Uh, so this is listed as the cucumber and lime agua fresca, and if you take a look at the pictures located on our social, uh, there's a nice, uh, nice icy pool shot there where you can see it's a deep more natural green color it doesn't uh it doesn't look that kind of odd crayon green or whatever it's not like that it's it's more of a um it's more of a a mossy a mossy green and it made in house as said it is listed as cucumber and lime i would describe the flavor as that cucumber forward with kind of a sweet, uh, obviously sweet throughout, non-carbonated beverage, and a lime accent that that brings it a little bit extra flavor, but it is definitely cucumber forward. This, out of all of the agua frescas and the horchata, is, to me, the most refreshing. This is a refreshing beverage to have with your meal. Super enjoyable, and what a fun deviation from the standard, you know, sodas or, you know, iced tea. I I do love a good iced tea, but uh, something that has a little bit of flavor that's a little different and made in-house. TJ, how did you feel about the cucumber lime agua fresca? It's the most interesting of, well, okay. Ah, the horchata is really interesting. It's it's kind of complex. It's an unexpected flavor that I I think. It's the the unusual one. There you go. Because there is, uh, right now, there's a lot of ballyhoo <gasps> around mocktails and fake liquors of various types. Um, and this, it's not exactly, but I have had me a, a virgin margarita or two mm-hmm. when I just don't want to drink or when I was underage and wanted to know what a margarita was all about. Sometimes those there is a, a citrus margarita-like drink on offer sans alcohol and you know being an adult now and having had a goodly number of the real thing Mm. it doesn't hit the spot whereas where this certainly is not a taste alike if you had salted the rim and handed this to me on many levels this would give me the margarita feels oh my goodness i I wanted to have a a mexican meal with a margarita but not drink Salt the rim of this thing and give it to me in a big chilled glass, and I will be terribly happy with it. This is an excellent drink for that purpose. That's true. I like that, and it's it's got a little bit of body to it as well. You know, like a margarita because of the citrus or the the, well, probably tequila and triple sec, or just however Grand Marnier, however you make yours. There's a little bit of body to the drink, and there's just a little body to this too. It's not just like water with flavor that's a neat idea in fact i would almost order one 
and try that and salt a glass and then put it in what? there if I do takeout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let us move then on to the horchata, which I don't believe exactly counts as an agua fresca. It's its own thing. But uh, cinnamon rice milk, of course. And uh, Tej, I, I think, uh, especially you, um, have had a number of horchatas in your day. And I have had a few as well. There are some that I dig uh, that have a little less sugar. Some of them, for me, are are just cloyingly sweet and super thick, and it's still delicious. Um, and and modicum, yes, some of them can be quite cloying indeed. Indeed. Well, I would like to tell you that this horchata to me is not cloying in any way. In fact, I ordered a medium the first time. I would have, well, first of all, I had no problem finishing that off. And then uh, I ordered a medium the second time. I think I could probably drink a large of this. And while that probably would be a decent amount of sugar, I, I wouldn't feel overwhelmed. There are some horchatas that are cloyingly sweet or, or just so thick like that. And I can't finish them. I'm just like, I got to tap out too much sugar. Um, this is awesome. Um, in, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and probably say that this is probably one of the best that I've had around the Omaha area, no question. I really, really like this. Um, cold, cinnamon, rice milk, you know, just delicious. Again, another fun beverage to have that isn't a soda or an iced tea. Tej, how was your horchata? Dave, I would like to congratulate you on ordering and consuming a medium. I don't know how to order and consume a medium <laughs> of this. I see the medium on the menu. Mm -hmm. I know it's a thing that's theoretically possible, but it's right next to the large. And the price isn't How that much I, different. Yeah, it's not. Especially for a fatter day size meal, yeah. I can't not get the large horchata. It's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Even the even the worst of the bunch that I can think of, I still like quite a bit. Yeah. And this, so I think this is going to be simultaneously, uh, you're getting a feel for this already. And we don't talk about restaurants. We don't at least think you should try. Right. We, so we will not waste we like your time. El Alteño. Yes. So obviously. this is going to be a combination of we love El Alteño and we miss El Aguila. Uh, one of the things that El Aguila had was simple té de canela, canela cinnamon tea, proper, real Ceylon cinnamon, brewed with water, served with, I believe lemon or lime was an option, but lime is the traditional one you're looking for, uh, maybe some honey sometimes if you really need it, but the cinnamon, despite not being sugared, tastes sweet on its own, but real Fresh brewed, yes, you had to wait for the cinnamon to steep into the hot water oh, yeah. to make this wonderful device. De, de canela, I hope I'm saying it right. I think that sounds is, pretty good. Is is one of my favoriteest things in the whole wide world, one of my favorite things in life. It's delicious. It's on its own. It's either zero calorie or very close to it, and it's wonderful. Add a little bit of lime in there. It's a great thing. Uh, this horchata has... Pretty clear notes of that. I don't know how they make it in-house, and they seem very receptive, uh, very responsive, both in person and on social media. Agreed. So maybe I just need to ask. Yeah. But I would not at all be surprised if this didn't start with brewing 
big old crushed up uh, Ceylon cinnamon sticks mm-hmm. into rice milk or into water and adding the two and sweetening lightly. This is complex and interesting and fresh and woody. It, it, it's got so much goodness in it. It's a wonderful kind of desserty thing all on its own, and it's not cloyingly sweet, so you can enjoy it with a meal. I would agree. I, yes. In fact, you can enjoy it. I'm starting with to think. Meal. I'm starting to think we could do an episode on the Aguas Frescas and just leave the rest of it for later. We're, <laughs> we're getting to that point. Well, I mean, because we, we still have a couple more yet. Uh, we Because we also had the Mango Agua Fresca. Uh, the Mango Agua Fresca, TJ, you and I talked about this, so obviously we're both fans of Indian food, and quite often, a mango lassi is available at your favorite Indian restaurant. A mango and yogurt, delicious, very thick um, beverage, almost shake. I mean, it's yogurt, so there it is. But the Mango Agua Fresca, to me, is a thinner mango lassi. No yogurt, so uh, dairy-free as far as I know. But the mango gives it body. It has more body than the cucumber and lime. And it's it's delicious. It's less of a refresher, I think, than the cucumber lime. A little more towards the dessert side, but a light dessert. And again, absolutely delicious. And TJ, when we were doing our... Um, our we, we went with the socially distanced minivan and a socially distanced uh, tiny SUV this time around. Uh, from afar, I do believe I saw you on this very meal uh, with a very large mango agua fresca. Yeah, the large is large. And I think it's three for a medium and four bucks for a large. And if I'm paying that, Let's let's put aside the fact that they are delicious, fresh-made things, and just think drink. I might bulk at a three or a four-dollar drink, but these are one hundred percent worth it. I must assure you. And this is—I had mine, my mango, either I think mostly before and a little bit with the meal because it was there, and it's very tempting. But uh, this, in and of itself, would be a good hesitating again because for all i know there's a million calories in it but i think (laughs) you are correct in saying it's dairy free it's not extremely sweet which mango on its own is quite sweet so adding sugar to that could be pretty dangerous i would imagine it would be very easy to make this cloying it is not it is light and sweet and good and i am perfectly happy with this as a finisher to a meal as a yeah. dessert, as a substitute for ice cream. If you gave me the choice yeah. between this and going out for ice cream, I would be very comfortable getting myself a, I almost said mango lassi, getting a mango <laughs> agua fresca. Or sorry. I like it. Sing- singular agua fresco? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think so. That is more a painting of mango. But let us move over to... Uh, heartier, I should say savorier things instead of sweet things. And I believe we both got the enchiladas. I I got the... Dave? Yeah. I have another aqua fresca. What? Sorry, agua fresca. Oh, man. You're going to have to rip through this thing fast. We've got a lot of food to talk about. I know, right? And we haven't even technically started talking about, you know, food. We're still on the beverages. Yeah. Uh, I did get the hamika. I usually 
don't uh, don't care for the stuff, but I always think that I should. It's that beautiful, you know, deep red color. It's it's a floral thing. I like floral things. I should like it, but it always tastes like Kool-Aid to me. Mm-hmm. Well, they're pre-made, you see, generally yes. speaking. Like Kool-Aid. And if you take... Aw, stealing my thunder. I was going to say, if you take a, a fruit-like flavor and uh-huh. make it into a powder and mix it up and sweeten it, what you, in fact, have is Kool-Aid. Ooh, ooh, so the Kool-Aid. fact that they often taste like Kool-Aid is because it's effectively, you know, Hamika Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. This is fresh made, so it has the complexity. It's the difference between lousy grenadine and actual fresh pomegranate. There's nuance to this. It is probably the sweetest of the bunch, but this is the first one of these I like, and it's that beautiful red color. It's a nice, sweet addition that can go with... I would I would pick your pairings with this. I think you'd want something uh, assertive but not too complex, and we'll talk about the enchiladas in a minute, which is the thing I have in mind for I'm such so a pairing. I'm so hungry. But uh, Hamika is... This one is finally tasty. This is this is what the others kind of hinted at the promise of. So we we talk about dartboard menus on occasion. You can just pick a thing at random. Certainly out of the beverages, just just pick yourself up one of the aguas frescas. I think you'll be pleased. Just don't throw your dart at the uh, glass that's served in. Otherwise, it may result in spilling your agua fresca, which would be absolutely horrible. Uh, you were talking about the nice red color. But colorful. Uh, yeah, ooh, true, in your beverage. So let us talk about something that also has a nice red color, which were the enchiladas in this case. They, they do have a verde version, a green one, but I got the red enchiladas, and I got the chicken enchiladas because that is actually my favorite enchilada iteration and configuration. These had, uh, they were two in the box uh, when I got them, a white corn tortilla, perfect corn flavor on these tortillas. It really came through and cheesy as heck. They were just cheesed beyond all belief. Um, Teach, I, I do think that way, way back when you were talking about pizza, and you said that you could use a little more sauce. I need some more sauce. Now, I did get these in the to-go container, so it may be a little different on the plate, but I would say if I ordered them to go again, I'd just ask them for a little extra enchilada sauce. I, I'm sure that they would have no problem adding a little bit uh, on there. I found these really, really good. The chicken, which I'll talk about some more chicken here in a minute, but the chicken is, yes, I'll use the word moist, and I'll use a word that people don't get seem to get uptight about, which is delicious. Uh, moist and delicious, super tasty. Um, I, man, they're, they're good. Uh, tomatoes, crema, a uh, shredded lettuce, possibly a shreddus, uh, served on the side with these, and and a good size. I could maybe use a, a third one if I'm feeling real hungry, but they weren't super small either. Tej, how was your enchiladas, or how were your enchiladas? I need some more sauce. Oh no, Method Morning Show TJ is back. Um, so you too also could have used a little more sauce. On your enchiladas. I absolutely could have. However, that said, this is not as assertive a sauce, as as rich as deep. It's it's definitely That's true. the higher notes uh, thereof, uh, a little bit on the salty side, a little bit on the bright side, a little bit spicy. It was good, 
but it's still not that thing I am looking for. This is another Ella Gila throwback TJ Brain moment where every time I get enchiladas, and yes, I know the flour tortillas are not authentic, kind of, but I want my flour tortilla smothered in sauce with, you know, tasty meat inside. And I want those big comfort food enchiladas. And they are just very, very hard to find. That said, these were still tasty. Yeah. Uh, they were nuclear hot, like hot enough that they were trying to escape from the styrofoam takeout <laughs> container, just like they were trying to eat their way through the bottom. These went in oh my. real fresh and real hot, and there was a ton of melty cheese on top, so that was good, too. I liked them well enough in terms of the inch. These are not the droids, I mean enchiladas, I'm looking for. However, that said, they were decent. Most importantly was the chicken. Because of that that juiciness, that tastiness, mm -hmm. you like chicken enchiladas. As a rule, I don't. So many of them is shredded, flavorless, white meat chicken covered in an otherwise tasty sauce. Like, I, I enjoy them as a whole package. They're not my favorite. But I'll cut into them, and the, the center, the literal meat of the thing <laughs> is almost always underwhelming. This was flavorful. This mm -hmm. was good. It had a nice texture. It was moist. It didn't have to be like, you know, a, a tinga, a red chicken type device where it was extremely assertively sauced or spiced or what have you. It was just good chicken. Yeah, you could have put the chicken by itself and it would have been good. Oh, hey, it's break time here on the podcast. When you get a moment, it'd be super cool if you could give us a like or a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, check out FatterdayOmaha.com with uh, all things Fatterday. The written word, audio, TV, it's all there, as well as our Fatterday friends. Give a click on those links, and those are, those are businesses that they'll have stuff that you like. Check them out. I would like to talk about my adobo pork quesadilla. TJ, you were talking about sleeping on burritos and tortillas and in my notes again. Tortos, Dave. Tortos, oh, you're going to sleep on a torta. Bready, tasty, bready pillow. Ah, uh, I, I, in, in my notes here, I have adobo pork quesadilla big, dot, 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 and I want to live in it. This sucker is huge. It's a quesadilla, but the queso of the quesadilla is not the primary feature of this quesadilla. The cheese, I believe, is used as one of the tastiest adhesives possible to then attach insane quantities of insanely delicious adobo pork to the inside of the tortilla, of which makes up the quesadilla. The cheese is a delicious adhesive. It is indeed, and... Some people talk about La Casa Pizza and the hamburger pizza and describe it as a meat carpet. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a meat carpet glued to the inside of a tortilla, and this is super flavorful. It is tasty. It is saucy. This is a messy, large, three-piece and decently-sized-pieced quesadilla. I, man, this, th okay, there's a lot of really good things that I've had on my several trips here. This one's a highlight. I really, really like this thing and would order this 100%. A lot of times I'll default to, you know, an asada, a steak. Uh, but 
I, man, this adobo pork on it. Super flavorful, saucy, delicious, big, all them things. Teach, did you get any quesadillas? No, but now I have to. What? Let's oh, talk about the next okay. thing, Dave, because now I have to go get a torta and a burrito and a quesadilla. <sighs> My work <laughs> is never well, done. Lettuce. You got lettuce, too? Oh, yeah. There's lettuce everywhere. Let us then talk about some queso. Lettuce, queso? Um, the birria tacos. Um, so super hot popular item, birria in, in any... Form factor, quesadilla, taco, pizza, you name it. But, you know, the original, right, the taco. So featuring delicious meat, shredded, could be goat, could be beef, depending on the preparation. But uh, the the trick is the consomme. So you have what is essentially a French dip taco. Uh, the shells possibly soaked in that consomme, and then fried up on the flat top, so they have a deep kind of yellow color to them. Dave. And then there's... I'm going to uh, <laughs> weigh in. This is a stew with additional tacos to dip it in. This is a tasty Mexican beef stew slash interesting French dip type item. The world needs more of this type of dish. And I know birria tacos. I know quesabiria tacos in particular. Everywhere I look, I, I'm seeing that this is a very popular item. I'm sorry that we have waited this long to bring them on to the show. But this this and more. We we had spoken to Chef Indalecio at La Poblanita. And when he was having trouble with you know his supply lines, getting beef and all that. And he'd done... Similar preparations with uh, pork, which were delicious, but everybody wanted the beef because it was the beef. I I want that preparation with pork. I want variants on this everywhere. I am glad that this exists and would love to see more along this trend line. These things are wonderful. Uh, Teach, since you said, you know, soup and stew, taco, uh, and you're like, wow, this is like a, are, a Mexican. Are we going to speak, Dave? Oh, of the bar barbacoa in consomme mediano? Uh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, very much so. I'm pretty the, sure mediano is medium. I should really learn Spanish. I grew up in, you know, around yes. people who speak it. I, I should probably know well, more by we're now. Gonna, but anyway, we're going to talk about... Well, I, we, I digress as ever. Dave. Yes. Are you to talk about the barbacoa in consomme mediano? Yes. Which I'm, I'm now butchering the word for medium, I'm pretty sure. But go on. This is... The birria taco in soup form. And this was actually my introduction to El Ateño because you had eaten there and you're like, Dave, um, I would go back for this soup alone. And that is where I started my El Ateño journey. And people need to eat this. If you like the birria tacos, this is a bowl of super satisfying soup with a giant scoop bunch of barbacoa meat in this broth. It is savory within savory. It is meaty broth, and it is satisfying. And the body of this deep stock is is memorable. I can... I Can I just... Can I have this now? Um... This is so good. It is, especially, it's a little colder as we're recording this. 
I don't care if it's cold, hot, doesn't matter. But right now, my goodness, man, so good. And served with uh, several corn tortillas on the side, correct, TJ? I believe so, yes. Um, I've ordered enough stuff each time. Sometimes it's hard to tell where the corn tortillas went. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. I certainly had them in the bag with this. Yes, I just, I love this. Everything we just said about the birria tacos, I, I don't want to repeat everything there, but all of the savory flavor, the body, everything that happens with this broth and the meat combination together. And this is a good meal by itself, certainly a good lunch. They do not skimp on the meat here. Uh, the, the broth is satisfying by itself. Grab a couple of corn tortillas and just eat them on the side or put some meat in them if you really want to or dip them in the soup. This stuff is so good, man. I'm so glad you found this soup at this place and uh, a great first entry for me. Teach, obviously, I'm sure you have some comments on this guy. Oh, I should note before I send it your way. For s the, the flavor profile of the soup, because this says barbacoa and consomme, I thought this was a little different flavor profile than the consomme that came with the birria tacos. That was just an observation on my part. So over to you, how was yours? I thought it was the same profile as the consomme that came with it, the birria tacos. There's just it more probably of it. So is. The, the depth and warmth is far more evident in that big old cup of soup. Well, okay, cup of stew. But yeah, the, the meat quantity here is considerable, and it is so, so very tender. And we've already discussed the consomme itself, which is so, so very savory. Honestly, because I used most of the uh, the soup-related comments on the tacos, on or rather on the consomme with the tacos, I don't have a ton more to say on this itself, but this is an excellent intro, and this is... If we still have a couple of cold winter nights or maybe uh, spring nights with a little bit of chill in it by the time you are listening to this episode, I would suggest that this indeed be your entry. It is warm. It is comforting. It is savory. It is different from what you are going to get practically anywhere. I haven't had anything exactly like this. This is... Have we spoken of the exact phrasing, the enchilada feels on the program i believe we have i believe we have the the enchilada feels that i have been looking for that when we were talking about the enchiladas mere moments ago i was speaking of wanting from somewhere well el Alteño's enchiladas did not give me that feeling this absolutely did this is my warm savory tomatoey goodness comfort food thing that i have been searching for and at last i have found this is this is the perfect item for me this gives me that brand of happiness i well said well said and i think uh, sam who is not usually a big uh, soup savant would probably feel very satisfied with this superior soup i i believe i, I yeah this th this stuff is undeniable for i would expect practically anybody. This is your your universal appeal food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am going to uh, drive to the street real quick, TJ, and kind of go over the street tacos uh, as I encountered a few. But I, I'm not going to sit on them too long because the adobo pork quesadilla and the barbacoa and consomme are absolutely remarkable dishes to me. 
the street tacos, I will just say for me, are what you would expect in a street taco. Uh, the difference at El Ateño is that you can get probably a few more meat options than you might be able to get elsewhere, although uh, a lot of our good uh, taqueras around here uh, do have a pretty diverse section of proteins that you can get here. But uh, I would say they what they are what you would expect. Uh, should we speak of the beans and rice just real quick before we get on to what will be my last dish? I'm not sure if you got anything else, but uh, I, I did want to speak on that briefly as uh, Sam, uh, you know, his his test of any restaurant is the beans. I'll talk about the rice real quick. I think the rice, uh, much like the tacos, is just kind of uh, standard fare. I, I didn't get a lot of remarkableness out of the rice, but it, it was fine. Uh, individual grains wasn't uh, mushy or anything like that. I hate it when I get a, a really mushy rice. Th that was not the case here. So um, decent, you know, it's it's rice. It's, you know. See, and for me, the, the rice, because of its simplicity, almost is something of a standout here. It is very well coated. Some are a little bit less of that, uh, you know, Spanish rice, Mexican rice, tomatoey goodness type flavor. It had quite a bit of that while still maintaining nice, firm, separate grains. And I know for some people this is the way to go, but for me, no peas, no corns, no carrots. I want rice with that tasty tomatoey coating. That is the rice I'm looking for. That is the rice I got. In terms of a, a quality side, this is what I am searching for when I order this thing. Uh, I, I would definitely eat the rice again, no question. I, I just want to be clear there. I would like to say that the beans, though, however, were very delicious. Uh, a lot of cheese on top, which I, I kind of dig that extra cheese, but one thing that I really liked about them was kind of like they had a hand mash type consistency where you got that nice bean gravy that's in there, but you had a few whole beans in there as well. Delicious, prepared well, and I love getting a scoop of beans with some cheese in it, and I, I like these beans. These are a good refried bean. Teach? Yeah, more on the whole than mashed end of the spectrum. I think you summed it up well. They have a nice flavor. They are, shall we say, bean-forward. Um, they, they, are, they are assertively beany. Yes, yes, and definitely. They, they have at least a decent amount of richness to them. And yeah, a uh, notable, a smooth cheese, not one of the uh, the more crumbly. Oh, yeah, it's not like a cotija or anything like that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Cotija, thank you. I was trying to trying to bring that up in my brain. Yeah, possibly a manchego or something like that. A, a white, soft, slightly stretchy cheese. Most things when we say cheese... Uh, we speak of cheese pull often with pizza. There were quite a few items with cheese pull, including the beans here, where you get that long, long trail of cheese between mm -hmm. fork and yes. dish. Indeed. Indeed. So beans, good. Rice, good. Teach, I got one more thing. How many more things do you have to uh, cover? Dave, I got one more thing. Perfect, because I believe sure we, got we got the same, same thing. One more thing. It was almost in stereo. Uh, indeed. This is our last, uh, at least my last trip to uh, El Ateno recently here. And so obviously I wanted to get something different. And I had, man, I've, I I took a look at my my uh, ordering thing here. And yeah, I've eaten there a lot recently. Uh, I got the chilaquiles. And so chilaquiles, chips soaked in a tasty sauce, hopefully with some type of meat with them. I opened the box, TJ, and what I got was kind of unexpected. Because I almost couldn't see the chips in the box when I opened it up, TJ. <laughs> because 
It was covered with a gigantic piece of skirt steak, like I, a whole skirt, like maybe a dress steak. It was so big. You could wear this skirt steak to the ball. It, it was large. And so I had in my notes, again, where I keep my notes, it says tons in all caps of skirt steak. Good Maillard on it. Salty, just a bit, not overly salty. Uh, beans in there too. But my gosh, man, you had the skirt steak in there. You you kind of needed a knife to eat this though. It, it, you know, but you know, cut that thing against the grain and and get some get some tasty meat. Great beefy goodness. What a satisfying you know slab of protein. And then the chilaquiles themselves, plenty saucy, plenty tasty, and the chips didn't get. 100% mushy. Mine's, mine had still just a nice little bit of crunch to them, and they were a little unique in that way. And this was, man, the enchilada sauce that you might have been missing, I think they put it on the chilaquiles because this was killer, man, and I think it's like 12 bucks. That's a hunger-crushing meal. Uh, how were your chilaquiles, TJ? Chilaquiles, insert sauce here con arrachera. Uh, so you have your your choice of the red or the green. Uh, my my rojos were uh, oh I don't think I should roll that. There's only one R. Regardless, my red chilaquiles were uh, not as as saucy as I might have expected. Depends on the trip. I've had the red ones like three times now. Um, oh nice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm definitely going back for them. It's a good thing. Uh, in terms of the size of the steak, I agree. I I can't think of any other cut that looks like skirt steak. This looked like skirt steak to me, and I have uh, I told you before we began recording today that I had a semi secret mission that I had to accomplish before coming in because you did. I failed to do something the first few times. So today <gasps> I made an extra trip up to El Alteño for science. I'll allow or, that one. That's that was or delicious. at least documentation. Yeah, I didn't see how much skirt steak there actually was at any given time. I didn't do the fatter day uh, uh, documentation thing and weigh the container full of food because it's heavy. Yeah, and check how much steak there actually is. So this is, it's it's a rectangle. Say, what do you think? Maybe maybe. Four-ish to six-ish, so let's say five inches wide, kind of. Yeah. And a foot-ish long, maybe a little bit less. Maybe a little, I think those containers are like an eight by eight or a nine by nine, so they it fits in there, so a little less than that. So yeah, eight eight plus because it's you know the container plus a little bit of fold over. All oh, right. So on. it's it's a good size and it looks massive. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it's like massive, massive because it's thinner. Uh, cooked weight. For the steak alone, however, was six and a half ounces. Oh, nice. So six and a half. You got to think, first of all, it's almost 100%. I mean, there's there's marbling in there. There's not a lot of fat which on is it. what keeps it's, it meat. Yeah, it, the, the marbling keeps it tender when you do the hot and fast cooking. So it comes out uh, rich and tender. But it is 
uh, prepared most ways, it winds up being a little bit of a tougher cut, but with a high beefy flavor. Plus, it's a nice rectangle shape, so restaurants kind of like it for that. It's good for this purpose because if you cook it hot and fast, it renders a bunch of that out. You wind up with a very, very beefy, a very interestingly textured uh, piece of meat because it's cut uh, effectively along the grain, so it's got it's tender, but it also has a little bit of chew to it, so it's more mm-hmm. interesting. But this is mostly lean at a cooked weight of six and a half ounces. I would figure on maybe a half a pound uh, before it's cooked. Pre-cooked. Think of it as a half pound burger, maybe a half pound burger plus, because again, you're you're starting off with. I I know I've said this ratio too many times on the show, but. You're starting off probably with an 80-20 with a hamburger, so a lot of that's going to render out. This starts off a lot leaner, so it's there's there's so much to it in terms of just your sheer macronutrient value. There's a lot of beef. It has that great savory, beefy flavor. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say quite salty. Not too salty, but you're certainly very aware of it. Um and these are wonderful because you got that that quick salty marinade that you can put them in. Uh, marinating gives them flavor, not tenderness. So it's all down to that cooking method, which they do very well. The perfect amount of tenderness versus chew. Your your value for money on this one, as compared to practically anything, is through the roof. It's great. Uh, oh yeah. So you have this big piece yeah. of meat over your chilaquiles. Uh, now having tried the, I've done red every other time. I did the salsa verde this time, and that is the one I would recommend. Uh, the red sauce, the red sauce is nice. It it has a, a decent savory flavor to it. However, I would go as far as to say, well, it is brighter. That the green sauce is just as uh, savory. But it's also more flavorful, more interesting. It has that freshness, that openness to it. Uh, it's just, it's a really nice flavorful. I like their green sauce very well. Uh, it's its more complex than most. It's, it's, is it a, a tomatillo depth sauce? I believe so, yes. Um, okay. I have a hard time identifying I, differences in them, but I would expect tomatillo on this. Because sometimes I like that kind of uh, sharp, uh, almost sour flavor that a tomatillo has, and sometimes I don't, which is why I typically default to the red. So, but I haven't had the the verde yet, so that it's, that might be a future experience. That, that I, I just have a hard that time sharpness, not ordering red. That little bit of tartness from a tomatillo is in there. It's not super assertive, okay. and especially with the the relative earthiness of those nice, you know, grain corn tortilla chips, then Tortillas. soaked in sauce. Yeah. That pulls that factor down a little bit and they play off each other very nicely so every time i've gotten this they've been good it's been uh not hit and miss but varying texture quality sauce content it's definitely a real item prepared by a person so expect some amount of variance in there however this time it was very saucy i liked again the green sauce better ton of cheese on top a real like this is uh Almost almost a casserole by the time it gets to you under that big piece of steak. It was so good. <laughs> and touching on them briefly, you do get, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can request them or request not to, but every time I've gone, I have gotten the extra containers of sauce in with the order. And the green, again, is bright nice. and complex and interesting. The red, by the way, the stuff out of the container has a nice uh, woody, 
earthy, savory goodness to Worthy. it. Uh-huh. I mm-hmm. almost like it. Uh, it may even be the same sauce, just in larger quantity and not yet heated as the other red sauces. But the stuff out of the container is delicious. I sat there sipping it and making notes. It's really good. <laughs> it's very hot, but it's really good. But the the green sauce in the container seems to be the same sauce as the stuff on the chilaquiles. So they were already quite saucy, but I added some more of that for additional moisture content and flavor. And those that extra container of sauce on those already sauce chilaquiles with all that cheese and all that beefy goodness and, and the beanie side and all that stuff, this was... Most people are are going to wind up going back for the Quesabirius. I think uh, the uh, the barbacoa and consomme is absolutely wonderful, and I think should probably be your your first experience, or at least one of the most likely things you should get. But this is excellent, and something I will be going back for again and again. I'm kind of excited to think about this. Yeah, these are things that I should be eating, and what I am getting out them in terms of both the experience and just in terms of general need. This works very well. They are excellent value propositions. That's fantastic, and and that kind of helps us with the the wrap up here. And I think we're going to talk a little about hooks and hints. And TJ, you kind of kind of went through it already there. So I want to keep the wrap up a little bit brief, and I will I will just kind of second some of those things in saying that. When you go, for me, I think the adobo pork quesadilla is an excellent first choice. I think the uh, chilaquiles are also an excellent first choice, as is that uh, barbacoa and consomme, or the birria tacos, if that is, you know, if if you're digging that because it's a super popular item all over the place right now, grab some. But there's some special things here, and I think that's kind of the, the hook, if you will. It's in an unassuming location. It's, you know... Parking is freely available. Things are priced really well. You could even get a couple of entrees and share. I mean, if you get the chilaquiles and say the quesadilla or the soup's a little hard to share, but you could you could split those things and just have a great meal and get one of those agua frescas that we kind of led off with at the at the beginning or an horchata. And I just think you're going to have a great meal for a great price. And TJ, you said that you know it's worth the calories. You've got the flavor. It's delicious, and uh, I I could go back at, at any time. I, I just felt comfortable ordering. Um, I, I felt good about my order. I would feel good about eating in there, although I haven't got a chance to experience that. But, boy, we've been there a lot, and they've just nailed it every time. I, I really dig it. Yeah, I think you got everything in there. It's good food. It's real food. It's a good value. I am pleased all around with this. Get yourself some uh, something with consomme and just about anything else on the menu. There's still, there's hidden depths to be, pl- well, not hidden depths, but there's depths to be plumbed yet. We haven't even tried their pretty decent sized breakfast menu in addition to everything else. We haven't touched on that at all. Oh, there's yeah. There's so much to be That's had right. here, and we have already had so much, and everything has been, at a minimum, pretty darn good. And some of these things just really knock it out of the park for me. Well, well said, well said. And also, you know, they they have those breakfast items. Their hours are pretty long. They're open like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, I think pretty much every day of the week. So that's kind of nice. So when you see that Taco Bell on the corner, maybe just drive right past that at 48th and L and go check out El Ateno instead because it's right there and it's delicious. Ooh, I, I like that wrap up, Dave. But I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it by adding 
one oh. more thing because you okay. you mentioned the Taco Bell there, and well, the Taco Bell is fast, right? But in our experience, they're quick. Oh yeah, um, all all the uh, the takeout the online takeout orders from a service that will not be named that we've done, whether they be delivery or pickup. When I've done pickup, I get a a, a general time for things to be prepared. They're always ready way before I get there. I would be willing to bet like 10 minutes. A lot of the things you order, you're going to have in that time frame, it seems like, because they're they they say 20, they say 15. I'm there. They've had it packaged, nicely packaged, ready to go for me every single time I get in there. So you might save a little bit of time going through drive through, but. Man, unless one of the dishes I haven't ordered yet takes a lot longer, everything I've gotten, you're not going to be saving that much time going drive-through, and your food is going to be so much better, both in flavor and better for you. For crying out loud, everything about this is—it's—it's it's just superior. It is yeah, indeed, and and you get to support local while you're doing it. So that's El Ateno. You can find them at 4871 L Street, so 48th and L Street. Uh, please give them a shot. Uh, TJ and I both really, really liked them. Uh, I mean, we've been back a been back quite a few times. So there you go. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. And this is the part of the show where I say, "I'm Dave. I'm TJ." And thank you for hanging out with us here on Saturday Omaha. And until we eat again, please share us with somebody who's hungry. And, and TJ Sam would would want us to say uh, something else there, possibly. Eat this. Definitely. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Saturday Omaha. Please find us on SaturdayOmaha.com where you can get all things Saturday, including links to our published articles. And in case you missed a show, there's a link to our podcast as well. We appreciate your interaction on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And you can email us at FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening and stay hungry. Bye-bye. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.